We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. If you've ever stopped and thought about how the psalmist considered the law, just just in one psalm, now granted, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm using the longest psalm ever, Psalm 119. <laughs> but just a couple of ways that he described the law. He said, lead me in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Let your mercy come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And then lastly, my soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. This was a guy who wrote in the Old Testament, and yet those can be statements of truth, and they should ring true to our souls here in the New Testament under the covenant of grace that we very briefly mentioned uh, in the last segment. In studio, we do uh, have, as usual, Wesley Wildman, and today we have Jordan Shambly. Guys, we're talking about a question sent in to us by a reader named Rachel. It's basically, she part of the question she was asking was, how do we relate to the Old Testament law? And we, in the last segment, we talked about how Jesus related to it. He came not to abolish, but to fulfill. But the question to us now is people will come to us and say, hey, you don't believe the whole Bible, because if you believed all of the Bible, you wouldn't eat pork and you would not eat crawfish. And if you are in the South and you do not, and you have a chance to eat crawfish, (laughs) take it. It's good food. I haven't eaten crawfish yet. Oh. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix we're, we're gonna That sounds fix. really good. Yeah, okay we're going to fix that. that this spring. But so <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, it's messy too, though. Oh, it's so good, though. And lobster. You couldn't have lobster either, Old Testament, because it's shellfish. Mm. So, but it, you know what? I thank God that we're under the covenant of grace and no longer under the cleanliness laws For many or reasons. the dietary laws. <laughs> um, and so if any of these things are, you know, kind of confusing, these terms we throw around, hey, let us know. There's a lot of resources. We can point them to you or point you to them. Uh, but you can also hit us up, engagefaq at afa.net. But guys, let's get to the question at hand. Mm-hmm. How? What is our relationship to the Old Testament law? The Old Testament law, well, there's things we can, remember the Old Testament law, when you say that, remember there's still three. You know, right. you got this, okay. we're yeah, talking about the, we're talking right now, uh, we have to classify them because you can't throw them all in the same thing because they have different purposes mm-hmm. and they have different uh, functions. Like the the ceremonial law, which is unfair to say that if you're not if you don't follow the ceremonial law, then you don't follow the scripture because ceremonial law was situational and was for that time. Well, and for a specific and for people spe- and in a specific, specific people. time, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, Same for the a lot of the yeah. civil, even. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what's and what's awesome about that is that that just goes to show you how much God loved His people because mm-hmm. uh, the, those ceremonial laws uh, or those civil laws and ceremonial laws that were set up or for that God set up uh, and spoke out is because it was for their mm-hmm. their their benefit. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. for them. And so uh, now, how that relates to us today? Certainly, there's much of that that we could take uh, for health reasons. Some of that we've made adjustments with, you know, through technology and other things to, to make it. And we realize it's not as bad, you know, for us and what mm-hmm. we've got, you know. However, there's a lot that you can learn from that. I know a lot of people that do dietary eatings based off the ceremonial law mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that works for them. And that's great. But I'm not giving up bacon. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think one, one thing we can think about is those are still the word of God. Still the word. They're still inspired. Absolutely. And so we can look in a way behind them and say, why? That's yeah. What's the heart so behind it? Eating kosher. Yeah. It might be healthy, but there are healthier diets That's out it. there scientifically mm-hmm. speaking. So mm-hmm. why that particularly, what's the spiritual reason? I, 
personally haven't I haven't figured that out yet. I haven't studied I, I'll it, say this: but, I have not either. Yeah. So please take this uh, with a grain <laughs> of salt. This is the Teddy James commentary. Uh, but part of the reason for that was mm-hmm. simply making them holy. Mm-hmm. So what does holy mean? Set them apart. Set apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it set them apart. Um, and and God had given them, okay, here are the dietary rules. And even you know when you think about Samson, right, honey mm-hmm. was good, but he touched a, a dead animal to get to the honey, yeah. right? So he broke a law uh, and was unclean. Why was cleanliness a big deal? Because mm-hmm. they had to be clean right. before coming before God, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the things we look at, it's not just about, um, oh, these are just really weird laws. They actually reveal something about God mm-hmm. because God is so pure, so holy, and so clean that he set up laws for his people to follow mm-hmm. that would help them be clean. Right. And they had to be ceremonial. When we talk about ceremonial law, it was a way for them to be ceremonially clean so that they could come before God. Now, the reason we no longer follow that, right, the reason we're no longer under the ceremonial law is because we had one sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Whereas Israelites would do sacrifices annually at the mm-hmm. least, and they would do more sacrifices than that, but they would do sacrifices to be ceremonially clean so that they could come before God. Mm. We had one sacrifice on the cross. All of our uncleanness went to Christ. Mm-hmm. He bore that. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason we talked about Jesus in the Old Testament, or Jesus in the last segment and his relation to the law was because he had to fulfill it perfectly mm. and not just the letter of the law. Right, So Jesus wasn't just not commit adultery, not murder, not covet, but he had to obey the heart mm-hmm. of the law where he was not angry, mm-hmm. where he did not have hatred, yeah. where, let mm-hmm. me reset, he did not have unrighteous anger. This, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he did not covet. He perfectly kept the law, and his righteousness is then by the Spirit and then was the ceremonial law by the sacrifice. Right. He was the, the ultimate sacrifice. He was the ultimate sacrifice. And mm-hmm. so... That's why we are freed mm. from the ceremonial law, right. but we are held held lovingly mm-hmm. by the moral law, mm-hmm. and that's such an important difference. We ended the last segment reading from Jeremiah 31, and, and it's a beautiful passage he, because he says that I'm going to create a new covenant with, he says with Israel, but it's, he includes Gentiles in this. And he says, I will write my law upon their hearts. And if you ever want to know the relation to the Christian, to the Old Testament, to the moral law, that's it. Mm. It's now internal. It's no longer external. And that's a beautiful truth. Yeah, you're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. Go check out our new website. We have a new website. been up for a couple weeks now. There you can find ways that you can connect with us on social media. Do us a favor, too. If you're listening and you have a millennial friend of yours or maybe you're a youth pastor or maybe you're plugged in there at a, at a local campus ministry, take a, ask, for us, ask for a magazine. We'll get it to you for free. Also, take our content and share it around. This is not about us. This is not about Engage. This is about helping millennials have good, Christian, wholesome, uh, encouraging, but yet but yet, it's at times challenging content to help us to be sanctified, grow, and to be more like Christ each and every day. Much of this stuff is very confusing to us, and we will let you know that. There's some of this stuff we will put, we'll put links to places where you can study and learn more better. More better. More better. <laughs> more better. More better. Yeah. More better. Hey, I will say, anytime we talk about this, I can't help but to think about my class that I had, one class I had at Downline Ministry, and the guy comes in, and he begins teaching, and he, uh, for for the purpose of making a point, he goes into saying, oh, my gosh, you know, you got, you got one all after the other, and he's reading them all mm-hmm. off, and he's making it sound like this is just 
whatever, you know, talk about the ceremonial, all mm-hmm. trying to make it relevant mm-hmm. to today. And he gets he gets about halfway in and goes, good night. Well, we could be here another 18 hours as we continue to read this, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. civil law or ceremonial mm-hmm. such. And then he goes, but I'm so glad that Jesus summarized all this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in Matthew 22 when he said to love your neighbor and then, and then, of course, to love Jesus, or the, if you were to summarize mm-hmm. the two law, is it the law of Moses? Or what is, is what? Was yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he so hangs on these two yeah. commandments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love Basically, summarizing the two commandments, or the, the ten, not two commandments, the ten commandments. <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. And we even we understand that we call them the two tables, right? Mm-hmm. And in our discussion with Stephen McDowell, we discussed the two tables. The first table is our relationship to God, mm-hmm. right? Don't make uh, false images. Don't idols. have idols. Don't use the name of the Lord your God in vain, and keep well, the Sabbath. Sabbath. Right, those four commandments. You were those, listening to that program. That's I well was done. listening. <laughs> so we we have those, uh, and that's the first table. And then the the second table deals with our relation to other people, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to quote all those, but yeah, you know, those, those go into the other six. And better get the first one. That. The fifth one is honor your father and mother. The, the uh, you're right on that. Well but here's you. the thing: Why do we have the law? What? what let me rephrase it. What is the purpose of the law? I, I, the you got something, Jordan? The best illustration that I've ever read, heard, or come across mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to the law is that the law, when we and when we when we're saying law right now, we're meaning like Ten Commandments, the moral law, mm-hmm. what's the purpose of it? Because it can't save us. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It does sure. not offer salvation, mm-hmm. but it does offer a diagnosis. Right. It is an MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Guys, I've had um I've had really bad knees. For a couple of years, mm. thanks for playing hind uh, catcher since third grade. Um, and so I've had torn cartilage in both of my knees. I now have arthritis. I'm an old man. Oh. But I had to have an MRI of my knees done. Mm. And then I had to take that MRI, and it offered me no hope. Mm-hmm. It offered me no treatment. It offered mm. me nothing. What it did offer was a doctor information to diagnose my knee. Mm-hmm. Now, what does the law do? When we come to the law, it shows us what holiness and perfection looks like. It shows us that we fail miserably mm-hmm. at keeping it and that we need a Savior. Mm. And that is a beautiful truth when you really think about it. Yeah, a mirror won't brush your hair for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. I wish it would. Um, and so, um, But here's the thing. It served the exact same purpose in the Old Testament mm-hmm. because it wasn't the law that was saving people. Yeah. It was faith in God that was... that. I, yeah. I guess we could say saved. And over and over, the prophets told these people who were under the ceremonial law that a savior was coming. Mm-hmm. It was no mystery to them that it was pointing to something. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes into how do we approach the law as mm-hmm. believers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that comes into the question of how do you approach the Bible? Do you approach the Bible as a bunch as a collection of wisdom sayings? And I think when we read it with chapter and verse, and it kind of lends itself to that, right? Because we think, yeah. oh, well, I read, you know, 13 mm-hmm. chap- or thirteen verses today. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to see, and we can see it as segmented. It's yeah. not segmented. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Also, and we've mentioned this before, and it was part of the, the discussion we had with Stephen, is the problem with so many Christians and some of the discussions we were having off the radio is that so many people look at the moral law as a negative thing, as a bad thing, mm. mm-hmm. and it's actually liberating, you know. Yeah. Very. It's very liberating, and so the, the importance of it is, I, I like how Stephen says it, that the, the the law, the moral law, and the Ten Commandments and, and other places, as you can find on the um, Sermon on the Mount where Jesus repeats uh, all of them, he says that the law is the may not, sa- may not save us, or does not save us, right. 
the law does not save us, but it does sanctify us. Mm-hmm. And so it's necessary for us to not do away with it in the same way Jesus didn't do away with right. it. Well, look at what Romans and uh, what Paul says in Romans chapter 7. Um, he says in verse 22, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. Mm-hmm. In the context of that, he's saying, hey, the law has shown me my sin, wretched man that I am, who will save me? And he goes into Christ. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we have just one second left, and I, I have one final question for us. How do we respond when people say that mm-hmm. you inconsistently apply the Bible? Because you say, well, you can eat pork, but you can't have sex outside but of marriage. But let me quick question. Do I have, yeah. Is this responding rudely or no. nicely? Nice <laughs> okay. Nicely. Kindly. Yeah. Let's be yeah. kind. Because I would say that's a shallow view. It uh, is. It, it is. is. Yeah. No, what I would say is that the uh, ceremonial law is does not carry over into mm-hmm. the New Testament covenant. Therefore, we're in, and a real simplified thing, and my dad says it this simple. Look, if it's not repeated in the New Testament, it's not held over us. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not held accountable. That's not for us. So yeah. one of my favorite teachers is a guy named Timothy Keller, and he wrote an article over at Gospel Coalition. We'll link to this in the show notes. But he says this, Are you asking me to deny the very heart of my Christian beliefs? I can't follow the clean laws of diet and practice, and I can't offer animal sacrifices because that would deny the power of Christ's death on the cross. And that's what we're going to leave you with this week. We relate to the law of the Old Testament through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Until next week, keep sharing truth and applying Scripture. And if you have any more questions, let us know. Engage FAQ at AFA.net.